You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I run in that pick in back <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome in to the Martin Houston Show. Uh, on a beautiful Thursday morning, I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston this morning. Having a blast. Going to get your day started. You can want to encourage you to jump into the show and be involved in the show by following us on the Twitter machine. I'm at Joe Gaither 6. Martin Houston is at Martin Houston 35. And the station account is at Tide 109 on the Twitter machine. So uh, follow us there. Send all your comments, questions, queries, and complaints right there on the Twitter machine. Uh, and, and let us know how you're doing and let us know your thoughts this morning. I want to invite you also to get involved on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Taco Casa, under the biggest cactus in town, uh, they, they've got all your all your needs uh, for, for anything that you like, like drive-through, takeout, uh, and, and dine-in are only. So visit Taco Casa today. Got a big, big show lined up for you tonight. Today, we're going to have Hank South from Twenty Four Seven Sports on uh, to give his weekly recruiting uh, recruiting report, and we're looking forward to having that at six thirty. And we're going to touch on a lot of the sports news from the lap, from, from this past week. Uh, it had a couple Crimson Tide news and notes uh, in the last day or so. But before we do that, I want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Once you go out and love someone and serve. Someone be the difference you see in the world today. As uh, you are uh, making your plans for the future, making your plans for next fall, Alabama and the SEC, really the SEC, uh, did everyone a favor yesterday by announcing the week-by-week schedule uh, for next year's football season. They kind of put out, uh, Alabama, we already knew who we were going to play, but uh, now officially we have the when and the where. Uh, all lined up, and Alabama's schedule is out. And frankly, I am uh, a bit underwhelmed compared to the 2020 schedule. And, uh, and I know that 2020 had its own uh, unique circumstances with COVID 19 eliminating all the non conference games. But so here's the schedule as it lays out on September 4th, my, we're playing Miami. Alabama's playing Miami in, in Georgia in Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium. A place where Alabama has had plenty of success over the years, so we're no stranger to playing in Atlanta. Uh, we're playing Miami. It's a decent game to open it up with the season. Now, Miami's not going to be able to hang out on the field with us for probably past 
all past the first half, but it will be an intriguing game. It'll be a fun game to open up the year with. But then Alabama on uh, September 11th, the next week, hosts Mercer. Uh, Mercer, the Bears, not a Power 5 team. That game will, will likely be over before the first quarter is over. So you're going to see a lot of guys get a lot of action right there in the Mercer game. It'll be a good chance to evaluate talent. And I know that Coach Saban is really after uh, evaluating talent and kind of seeing what his roster looks like. But this game does nothing for me. I wish we would stop playing these Mercers. I wish we would go find somebody in a Power 5 league to uh, to, to, to play us and to give us a more interesting schedule. Uh we, we we then go to Florida, which will be a which will be a very exciting game. Florida in the third week, uh, in, down in, in Tallahassee, will be a lot of fun to, to to be a part of, and I think will actually make for a pretty good game because uh you, you know they lose Cal Trask, but uh and they they lose a lot of their skill position players uh in in uh Kyle Pitts and and Kadarius Tony, but Florida's going to be Florida. That'll be a fun game. Then Alabama will have Southern Miss. Uh, after that, they'll, they'll, they'll host Southern Miss right here in town, and and that'll be a fun game for me too. Just just in the fact that at least uh, at, at least it's not a Mercer, it's not a it's not a, a one double A school, it's not a, a FCS school. Uh, now that we should take care of business there, but then you get on the run of SEC games: Ole Miss, Texas A and M, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. All you know, all teams that we're used to playing, all teams we knew we were going to play. Uh, then you catch the bye week right before LSU, and then Alabama brings in New Mexico State. Oh man, New Mexico State another bye game uh where we're paying a, a a tiny school to come in and get, you know, t- take a big loss. Uh and I'm just frankly sick and tired of playing these cu- the, the, these cupcake games where Alabama's paying an opponent to come in and and uh really play our second, third and fourth string. Uh, and, and so I, I really uh, the the 2021 schedule, while it is more games, and that's a good thing, and we're we do have seven home games uh, lined up this year. That's a great thing. Uh, I'm I'm uh, that that's an improvement on last year's five home games and last year's ten regular season games. I just wish that uh we would have kind of merged the two seasons. Maybe maybe instead of going back to eight SEC games, we we, we would have kept it at nine instead of the ten. Found found a happy medium. And Alabama played another team from the SEC East. Played a played a Missouri. Played a Georgia. Played a South Carolina. Kentucky. Somebody else from the Eastern side that uh, you know is quality. That that's quality opponent and and provides an opponent that's exciting to watch. That's fun to enjoy. Uh, and then you get rid of the second. You know, you're looking at New Mexico State and Mercer. You get rid of one with an SEC East opponent, and you get rid of another with uh, with a Power Five opponent. We we quit playing these the, the, these cupcake games where you know the game's over by the middle of the first quarter and, and it's not exciting to watch. Uh, we're just watching the third and the fourth string beat up on the, the these tiny schools. So uh, for me, I, I I saw the schedule and I was underwhelmed. Now I knew we were going back to the original format after COVID nineteen and, and and you know in some some ways it is good to get back to uh, the old normal that it was. But I but I felt like uh, at least in the scheduling aspect and the quality of the schedule uh, the the COVID nineteen year provided uh, us as Alabama and us as uh, college football fans with a much better week in and week out schedule uh, to watch college football. Let's step out on the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in our first caller of the day. Good morning. You're on the Martin Houston show. Hey, good morning. Hey, Pat. How we doing? 
Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing wonderful. At uh, it's cold as a. It, it's some kind of cold up here in Tennessee, and uh, hey, these Tennessee people will not wear masks. COVID is not going to be over by the time football season starts. Uh, Biden is not going to. Hey, if he gets a hundred million people. Uh, he ain't gonna get a hundred million people a shot. He's only gonna get fifty million people a shot because he gotta have two doses of it. And what part of that does the SEC not understand too? I uh, I just can't believe that we're gonna be able to uh, go to these little schools that do not have the same kind of protocols that we do. What do you think? I think you're spot on there, Pat. I think that they could have used, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're gonna, as a country, and I hate to say it, but but it's much, it's how I feel. I think we're gonna be dealing with the COVID nineteen for a lot longer. Uh, I think that, oh, but, but the, the new the new variants, and, and that's what people don't understand. Everybody, hey, we've got to understand that masks are and good quality masks. I just read where that almost all of Europe are getting away from the cloth mask and, and requiring a surgical mask. And that's what I've been preaching since day one. These people with these gators, uh, uh, it's just, uh, Lane Kiffin looked like he was wearing his girlfriend's underwear. Hey, let's talk about that a second. Hey, you know that he and Tennessee both got a $100,000 fine that week. You do know that, right? Yeah, I remember that. They got fined because they, they weren't uh, following the COVID-19 protocols. And, 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 and Pat, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think that, I think that you know, people have relaxed. And, and, and uh, I just think that, that people are tired of dealing with the protocols, which as a society, it does. It, I mean, it stinks, but, but, but it's what we got to do to get rid of the virus. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, and it, make, it makes a big difference. And uh, down, in, down in Demopolis, they had 19 people over the last week. They came in code blue. You well, hear what I'm saying? Code yeah, but let's make this about football, Pat. Real quick, spin this. Do you yeah, think the yeah, SEC? Do you think the SEC is go, is wrong for putting out a schedule yesterday with uh, with, with, with what three non conference game? No, four, uh, we have four non conference. Excuse me, four non conference games uh, where they should have probably. Do you think that, that Greg Sankey has a backup schedule? You know, somewhere in the files, uh, if we have to go conference only again. Uh, I would I would hope that they do. Oh, that. Conference only again was it made for a much better football season. Oh, however, I disagree in that. Oh, it's not fair that the other conferences are so weak. Oh, and compared to the SEC, that oh, you know what Coach Saban just got through doing, going winning ten games in the SEC, plus beating Notre Dame. And Ohio State is absolutely phenomenal. Well, they won right. 11 SEC games when you count the SEC title. Yeah, right. Uh, correct. Okay. And then, but uh, why he didn't get uh, the uh, Eddie Robertson Award, too, I can't. I, I just think it's criminal. Uh, because I used, I used to get up every Sunday morning and watch Grambling at a, uh, in Eddie Robertson, I can remember watching him, and he he produced a real good uh, product with what he had, and I just can't understand why in the world that 
they have this Alabama fatigue. Hey, Coach Saban is the best football coach. That why shouldn't he get it? Just because. Hey, and and we're bringing in. He realized that with the new uh, uh, everything that just came out uh, about uh, with twenty four seven sports that their updates. We could have as many as seven, maybe even eight, five-star players in this class. Well, that's an, a crazy thing. We're going to talk to Hank South here in a little bit about uh, about twenty four seven sports and their rankings because next week is signing day. But I did read that uh, Alabama is in line to have the highest rated recruiting class ever, uh, yeah. according to their services. So, so it's there's yeah. no slowing down for Nick Saban. There's no slowing down at all. Yeah, yeah. I'll call you back for Hank because I, uh, I do have some questions. Uh, you know how we're going to finish this class up, and uh, but anyway, hey, I just want to give old Martin Houston a, a plug, and I hope that he's going to be able to figure out how to coordinate. Uh, still doing a radio show and uh, uh, taking control of City Hall too, because Lord knows somebody does because they just spent three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on twelve or thirteen pieces of property that they should have. Uh, took by uh, eminent domain instead. Uh, <laughs> if, they, if, they, if people won't keep them up, take them by eminent domain or, or, or tax them, bulldoze them down, tax them. And uh, hey, when they pay the taxes on it or the cost of the demolition, give the property back to them. <laughs> I anyway, appreciate you so much, enough, Pat. Enough, Thank enough, you very much. Enough, uh, that's Pat calling us on the Taco Casa hotline, and you can get involved in the show on the Taco Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Yeah, I'm underwhelmed by the Alabama schedule. Uh, now, it, I mean, it is with the it is the format that we have grown accustomed to, uh, to to watching over the last ten years. Really, Alabama playing one marquee game right at the start of the year with with Miami, and then having uh, you know one, two two to three cupcake schools. We got Mercer and New Mexico State this year. I wouldn't necessarily call Southern Miss a cupcake school, but it isn't quite the uh, the Power Five the uh, Power Five uh, Power Five school that I'd like to us to play. I'd like us to go find a school in the Big Ten that'll play us, in Indiana and in Iowa, or, or or a school in the ACC, an NC State, a Wake Forest. You know, so a school that's in the Power Five leagues. Uh, you give me a Big Twelve school, Kansas State, Iowa State. Some, some, you know, somewhere, uh, some, some Power Five school that I'd like to see us play. If you'd like to chime in on the conversation, feel free to give us a call on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. I'm Joe Gaither. We're going to take a quick break. This is the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Thursday morning with a wreck on 2059 westbound just past exit 97. Just minor delays. Everything else looking good. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. The month-end sales event is on now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer, where you can really save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Colder today, a good supply of sunshine, the high at 50. Clear tonight, we go well below the freezing mark, the low at 27. 
Tomorrow's sunny and warmer, the high 58. Saturday, clouds move in during the day. Rain arrives Saturday night, the high 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Thursday. I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston. And we'll start this segment off by headed out to the Chaco Casa hotline and getting our man Robert from Brookwood into into the show. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing excellent today. You having a good day so far? Driving into work? Yes, sir. Heading into work. Thought I might make a few comments. Uh, do you agree that we Alabama fans have a bad habit of saying, oh, next year, next man up, next man up. We're going to win another one. Hard to win a national championship every year. I know I wish we would. So I'm going to look at the worst-case scenario for this upcoming season. In 2009, we went 13-0 and won a national championship. 2010, we went 10-3 and lost some games. There's no way we should have lost, but we did. And Nick Saban even said that was probably one of his better teams. They just didn't stay focused. You have to have unity and focus to do it all, no matter what the talent is. The worst case scenario, I'm, I'm looking at 11 and two next year. Best case scenario, of course, is the national championship. But you're talking about the schedule at Florida. Nah, that's a win. I look toward the end of the year. You know, we always got the voodoo doll when we go to Auburn. You don't know what kind of team they're going to have if they got three or four losses by the time that game comes around. I think we'll be out. But man, if Auburn's down to just one or two losses, the referees, the the, the voodoo is out when we play at Jordan Hare. Yeah, for for sure. And having a first year coach there, I'm sure he's gonna ha- want to pull out all the stops to uh, get get one up on Nick Saban in his first year. It's gonna be tough for a first year coach. I mean, I kind of like our chances, but still, I mean, it, we got to get that voodoo off our back going to Jordan Air and win one next year. But I think I think if the team ain't focused, I mean, that's something to say. And if Alabama doesn't have unity or focus, they still go eleven and two. I mean, most schools would that's their best year. But we know what our focus should be, and that's a national championship, and they got a chance. And plus. Lord, I might get thrown in the frying pan for saying this. I just ain't convinced with Bryce Young just yet. Oh, he's a five star, but man, I, I mean, I don't think knows? you're alone on that. I don't think you're alone on that at all. When he came in uh, in mop up duty, he didn't look. Uh, he, he he didn't flash only once or twice. That he had that. Uh, was it against? Oh gosh, who did he? Well, throw? he had a couple of fumbles too when he came in. He get sacked, fumbled the ball, and. Who did? Who were they playing when he when he snuck that ball into Devonte Smith? He snuck out. He snuck. He snuck. Out, snuck out of the pocket and uh, hit. Found Devonte Smith on the move for a touchdown pass. Uh, that was a pretty impressive throw. But outside of that one play, uh, I don't. I, I I wasn't necessarily overly impressed with him. Now I'm going to give him some grace as being a freshman. Well, uh, he'll get a lot of reps in spring and and and. and, and. Summer, so you know he'll definitely be better. But I was just going by, and I don't want to go by hype because I'm a short guy myself. But when he was standing next to Mac Jones at that ceremony for the national championship trophy, 
Knight looked like he's a foot taller than him. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, and he probably he probably is at least a good six inches taller than him for sure. Uh, and and that can work to his detriment. Now we 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 did it. Uh, Tua was not necessarily the tallest quarterback, and you've seen That's a lot true. you've good seen point. a lot of sh- shorter quarterbacks lately uh, do well in the NFL. But but it but it's it's they're few and far between. They're they're uh, special guy. You know, Kyler Murray had, had won a Heisman Trophy was pretty short. Uh, it's just going to be up to uh, the the up to Bryce Young if he's ready to work hard enough to and focus what you know focus on the system and focus on his job to 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 really take that job you know coach Saban is not just going to hand it to him if Paul Tyson is exactly right. play, playing better or Jalen Milrow the kid from Texas coming well, in he had one advantage over Mac Jones the kid's mobile and he definitely run the ball when you look at the high school highlights and he doesn't seem to have arms so he'll be all right I think he's just going to take you know his first test to be in that home environment at, at Florida you know, if, if we're back to full crowds and everything, they're going to be loud, and that's when you really test a young quarterback. Certainly, and that'll be a, a pretty big game, a, a rematch from the SEC championship. I think that uh, that'll be his first real big test, of first first hostile environment. But do you look at the schedule and get excited about it? Are there any games that you're uh, out? I mean, you, we're playing the traditional West, you know, SEC West and Tennessee, uh, but are, is there anything that you're like at this point saying, oh, I cannot wait, I need to get me a ticket to this game or, or – or, or, uh, the schedule just doesn't get me fired up when I when they put it out yesterday. Uh, well, let's look at it real quick before I go. Uh, Miami, that's, that's going to be a win. Mercer, of course, a win. I think the third game is Florida. I think it's Ole Miss. Uh, I think that won't be the same as like last year. Our defense will play a lot better. Yep. And I think we go to Texas A&M. That's yes. going to be a test, but they lose Mott. And uh, Jimbo Fisher just has a way that he just can't seem to beat Coach Saban. So I don't I – don't, I don't look for a loss toward the end of the year, and that's that's only if Auburn's a pretty good team. If they're not their usual, you know, if they're, they're your usual self, four losses by the end of three, that that's all right. I'm 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 just looking at us maybe losing the SEC championship to eventually Auburn's going to get us. Alabama fans don't want to admit that, but you just can't. I mean, excuse me, Georgia, you just can't keep. Kirby going to get lucky one game. I'm oh yeah, it, it, law of averages. That's going to have to happen sometime. I don't see a scary game till till I guess the SEC championship game. And that just shows how dominant Alabama is as a program, just on top of everything. And, and you put the schedule out, and we don't—I don't really see a challenger in these twelve games. You know, LSU's coming to Brian Denny Stadium. You I'm look, not worried about him. No. I and Jumbo and others said it a uh, year before that it was a one-year wonder, and that's all they were. They'll be back to two or three losses at the most next year. They're not. They're not. They're not back. Yeah, they they paid uh, Coach O all that money, and now they're stuck with him. Kind of how uh, Auburn was when they when they when they hired or when they, when they uh, re-upped Gus Malzahn. Yeah, well, all right, brother, y'all have a blessed day and be good. Thanks so much, Robert. Appreciate your call today. Have a great day at work. You too. Thank you. That's Robert from Brookwood calling us on the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. If you want to jump in and, and talk about the uh, the upcoming schedule that was released yesterday, I, I personally am not uh, super excited. I mean, obviously I'm excited for football, and I'm, uh, I get that out there first, But but and I'm excited to, to, to watch Alabama football. Uh, definitely definitely pumped up, uh, pumped up for that, excuse me. Uh, but there's just... Such a gap in college football right now. Such a gap with Alabama being right there at number one that you put out these 12 games, and to me, there's nothing on it that makes me think, oh, this is going to be a tough schedule. This is going to be a tough year. 
if you avoid injury and if you stay focused, like Robert from Brookwood just said, then there's no reason why Alabama shouldn't end up 12 and 0 sitting in an SEC championship game against a Florida or 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 Georgia or you know whoever is going to come out of the SEC East. Uh, I, I I just wish that uh, we could get away from scheduling these New Mexico states, these Mercers, these waste of a weekends, these the really waste of a Saturday watching. Alabama take on Mercer and Alabama take on New Mexico State. Now that's going to get better uh, in the future, and, and thank the Lord that is going to get better next year, twenty twenty two. Alabama's got Utah State and Texas, uh, so Utah State a little step up from Mercer and uh, and New Mexico State. Uh, you will play in Texas and USF the, the the next year, and so it starts to get better. USF and Wisconsin, and Wisconsin, Florida State and Wisconsin, twenty twenty five. You're starting to really get into some meat. Then twenty six. You're getting into some real stake on the t- on on schedule. West Virginia, USF's, Florida State. You start there, you start to see the schedule really beef up when when uh, you get later into the the decade of 2020. Uh, and, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited when we're going to get into these years where there's you know not just one marquee opponent at the beginning of the year uh, in in Miami and a couple of cupcakes behind it but you're going to home and home environments where we're going to be playing in, in a lot of fun fun places uh you know as fu- as fun as it is it is to go to Atlanta and uh play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium it's super nice i think it's even more fun uh when we're you're looking at a, a trip to Wisconsin you're looking at a trip to Texas you're looking at you know having USF it's a chance to really experience some of these other college environments and other college stadiums and other college cities, and I think that's really exciting to see. So, as if Alabama, if we can get through this 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 year, twenty twenty one, then on the horizon, twenty twenty two and beyond, the Alabama football schedule beefs up and it gets a lot more exciting. I'm Joe Gaither. I'm filling in for Martin Houston. We just spent some time talking about the Alabama schedule release. If you want to talk about that, you're welcome to call in. But next segment, we're going to be joined by Hank South of 24-7 Sports. He's our 24-7 recruiting expert. Next Wednesday is the uh, the signing date, the official signing date. I know uh, Alabama and and a lot of other schools signed prospects in December in the early signing window. Uh, But next Wednesday is the actual official signing date, and we'll see if Alabama can scoop up you know two or three more prospects uh on wednesday and you know see how it shakes out we'll be joined by hank south next and you can call in if you have a question for hank as well uh 205-342-9904 we'll take a quick break i'm joe gaither this is the martin houston show and you're listening on tide 100.9 Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we start our Thursday morning with a wreck on 2059 westbound, just past exit 97. Just minor delays. Everything else looking good. If you do see conditions, of course, give us a call. The month-end sales event is on now at Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer, where you can really save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double 
the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on a beautiful Thursday Thursday morning. I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston. Spent some time talking about the Alabama schedule. And so now it's time to move out to the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in Hank South from 24-7 Sports. Hank South's our recruiting expert and joins us every week right here on the Martin Houston Show. Good morning, Hank. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh, not bad at all. Just hanging out, getting the day going today. Hank, next week is uh, is uh, Alabama is the signing day, the national signing day. Now, a lot of schools already have most of their classes signed uh, to this point, and Alabama is looking like it's going to have one of its uh, is going to have the top rated class in the country and possibly uh, the top rated class of all time. Now, you've written a lot about that, and you've talked about the class uh, that, that's signed at the moment on this show uh, you know, many times, but what I want to know is, uh, how, where I want to start is with the, with the coaching turnover. How do, you, how do you expect the coaching turnover at Alabama losing Charles Huff, losing Steve Sarkeesian, Kyle Flood, uh, the, the coaching turnover, even the analysts uh, losing Butch Jones and, and several other you know, staff members, uh, how does lo- losing... Uh, staff like that affect recruiting as you know a lot of these guys recruited this class of 2021 and even the guys who have signed were, were recruited by you know your Steve Sarkeesians your, your Charles Huffs and you had Charles Huff uh, recruiter of the year in, in a lot of areas how does lo- lo- losing coaches like that affect a recruiting class and uh and affect really the close of a recruiting class as Alabama is trying to close on a few guys uh with with only a couple scholarships left and trying to close finish strong yeah you know uh i mean it's kind of the norm with Alabama if you look at it over the years obviously you know everyone comes for Nick Saban's assistance um 
usually usually when that happens, it means Alabama's winning a national title or is in the national title game. So it's usually, you know, it's it's a uh, bittersweet. But uh, I think in the short term, it's a little bit of an adjustment. Um, but if you kind of look over the years, you know, um, and especially you know since the early signing period, there's just not as much of a dramatic um, change in terms of you know a shift in the class. Um, you know, most of these guys were already signed. Um, I think, you know, and, and recruits are, you know, they're wise to this. Obviously, recruiting is about relationships, but um, kids are also, you know, aware that coaches can change. Um, and, and, you know, and, and they're not, you know, blind to that. They know it's a possibility. Um, and, and, you know, guys like Charles Huff, Jeff Banks, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, you know, they, they were they were big to this class. But, you know, if you, if you kind of, you know, look where Bama's going, and like I said, most of the class is already signed. The remaining targets, um, you know, the guys still remaining on the staff have a big hand in as well. You know, Terry on Arnold, um, the big defensive back target from Florida. He, he's heavily recruited by South and Terry and Charles Kelly, who are both still on the staff. Um, JT Tuimolo, um, he, his area recruiter was Steve Sarkeesian, but at the same time, Freddie Rose, the defensive line coach, was also heavily involved there. And then, of course, obviously, it comes back to Nick Saban, too. You know, as long as Nick Saban's there, you know, you're not going to see a, uh, a dramatic change in uh, or any any sort of fall off um, in, in recruiting of the top guys. And then you kind of just, you I mean, you look at the guys they're filling these spots with. I mean, each of them, uh, you know, I mean, you know, you, you see, you have two NFL assistants coming in, or two NFL former head coaches, which you know that recruits itself. You know, when you have NFL experience on your staff. That's always a huge plus and that's an eye opener for for these top guys because it's obviously the end goal for them. They want to get to the NFL, and you know you're you're bringing in a former NFL head coach as your offensive line coach. That, that's a pretty big pretty big thing in my opinion. And then these two uh, the the two assistant hires, uh, you know Robert Gillespie, who you know people just rave about. Um, we've already written about him and just kind of what in recruiting impact he could have. And then obviously as Tim Watch reported last night on Bim Online, Jay Graham. Um, expected to be hired as the special teams and tight ends coach, who has a long track record of, of uh, big-time recruiting wins uh, at Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh, Florida State. Really, I, you got a guy like Cam Akers. Uh, obviously, that was a that was a win back in the 2017 class. So they're they're filling in um, with, with guys that you know can certainly. There's not going to be much of a drop off. Um, and, and as far as that, how it impacts the rest of the 2021 class, I don't think it, it's it's going to be a huge impact at all. Um, and then 2022 and beyond, you kind of look at it and um, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment, but this last year in recruiting has been kind of wild. I mean, these coaches haven't really met a lot of these younger kids in person yet. It's been all kind of virtual since last March. So, um, you know, it, it'll be an adjustment, but I don't, I don't think it'll be any sort of drop off. That's where I wanted to kind of touch on it. You, you already kind of hit my, the next question is with, with hiring Jay Graham and, uh, Robert Gillespie. I think a lot of people were okay with losing Steve Sarkeesian to Texas. You understand that's a big step up for him and uh, an awesome opportunity, but losing Jeff Banks and Charles Huff were probably two guys that, uh, the Alabama fan base were really concerned about because not only were they really great on the field, but they were star recruiters. Uh, and, and so you're, you're telling the, you're telling the, the listeners of the Alabama fan base that uh, Jay Graham and Robert Gillespie will be able to probably step into those those two roles and and, and fill uh, the recruiting void that was left by by Banks and Huff. Yeah, I, I do think so. And, and you know, they have, like I said, they both have strong track records on the recruiting trail. I think Cam Akers is um, Jay Graham's highest ever recruit he landed. And you know, you can go to twenty four seven Sports. I'll actually have a story later this morning on Bama Online with 
um, some of the thoughts. I've talked to our analysts um, at, at ten, on the Tennessee site, on the Florida State site, and the Texas A&M site um, for 24-7 sports, getting their thoughts kind of on how he was as a recruiter when, when they covered um, him in his tenures at those schools. Uh, nothing but good things to say. Robert Gillespie, same thing. We have that story up from, uh, I think, Sunday um, when, when that when that news broke. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you look back on these guys, and, you know, a lot of the times it's Alabama – the, the, that makes the, the coach the great recruiter. You know, Charles Huff, obviously, you know, he was a strong recruiter coming in uh, from Penn State and Mississippi State when he joined the staff a couple of years ago, um, but nowhere near the levels of number one recruiter in the nation until, obviously, he, he uh, took that position at Alabama. Jeff Banks, um, really strong year in 2021. Number I think he's number three recruiter in the nation. Um, but prior to that, you know, he, he hadn't I, – I, I'm not sure he cracked the top 30 in the recruiter rankings prior to uh, 2021. So, uh, you know, Bam, certainly, you know, Bama recruits itself to some extent. And again, um, Nick Saban in charge also <laughs> has a that has a big part of it um, when recruiting these top level guys. Absolutely. Hank, let's step out on the Taco Casa hotline and welcome in Pat I'm, as he has a question right before signing day. Pat, you're in with Hank yep. South. Welcome in. What you, what you got for us? Good, yeah. Good morning, Hank. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about Kamar Wheaton. Uh, uh, and are we going to be able to hold Kamar Wheaton because – uh, the film that I've watched, and uh, hey, this guy looks like speed personified. And that with Dr. Ray, I think Kamar has a chance to be truly special. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he does too. And, and uh, you know, from what we're from the people we're talking to, it, it sounds like you know Kamar wants the recruiting process behind them. But at the same time, it's 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 truly hard to gauge because he doesn't have a lot of contact. Um, with obviously recruiting analysts or, or people that cover or people in the media, but uh, the, the communication with, with schools is just kind of off and on. You know, you, you've seen, uh, you know, prior to his decision, he, he wasn't really talking to anyone, and then he commits to Alabama. I'm not saying he's not talking to anyone now as far as schools, but um, from, from what the people we're talking to close to him, it sounds like he's firm with Alabama, but uh, it, it sounds like there's still contact with Oklahoma. You know, Texas was the school. Obviously, everyone was kind of worried about after Steve Sarkeesian left and Jeff Banks left, who was who was um, who was Kamar's primary recruiter, um, and then obviously Charles Huff leaving. Um, but you know, um, Bama is still chipping away at him. Carl Scott, who, who's uh, the Tide's ace recruiter, still on the staff. He he's kind of stepped in. Obviously, Robert Gillespie is going to be involved there as well. Uh, maybe even Jay Graham, who, who's who's recruited some top running backs. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how they, that goes over the next six days. I, I, I would still expect him to sign with Alabama. Um, you know, we saw Oklahoma last night land Eric Gray, the transfer from Tennessee. So they kind of filled the running back need. I'm not sure, uh, you know, if they're going to continue to pursue Kamar Wheaton. And then Texas uh, doesn't look like they're really have a chance to flip him at this point either. Um, so I think he's going to sign with Alabama. You know, we'll see how we feel in a few days. But uh sounds like that's going to that's gonna stay the course. Yeah, he seems really special, like I said. But uh, and uh, one more question: that from what I understand, Coach Saban's basically taking over uh, Arnold's recruitment. Uh, do you see Arnold signing with Alabama? Or is he going to go on to Georgia? Yeah, uh, I, I so I, I think I put my crystal ball in on Alabama in May, um, and I actually feel better than I have on it in a long time. Um, I, I think um, you know, I think my confidence level is six. I'll probably keep it there just because. You know, he's going to take a couple. He's supposed to visit Alabama and Georgia over the next six days. Um, obviously, you know, those are not normal visits. He's going to go on his own and just be on campus, probably hang out with the players, can't meet with the coaches because of the dead period. But 
Um, I, I like Bama's chances here. Um, you know, like you like you just said, and you know, we, we talked to him about it. Nick Saban has, has really taken a, a big role in his recruitment. He has that long-standing relationship with Sinceri and and Charles Kelly. He's really close with uh, Jaquinton McKinstry. And I think the basketball angle is helping as well, um, especially with Bama kind of surging on the basketball court. So um, I, I think he picks Bama next Wednesday. We'll see. Uh, but I feel pretty good about it at this point. Good deal. And, uh, hey, with that being said, they, oh, it would carry it, holding on to Kamar, getting Terry in, would that give us enough to put us over the top as far as total points uh, as being the number one class ever? Yeah, you know, actually it's funny because right now, Bama is sitting there um, that with the uh, the uh, rankings updates this week from rivals in the in 24-7 sports that pushed Bama over as the top class ever with how things sit. So even if they didn't add Terry on or, or JT, um, it would still hold that. But, um, you know, if, if Kamar Whedon, for whatever reason, did did go elsewhere, um, that would put them back below um, that, that threshold. But then, if, again, if that, if that were to happen and Bama added Terry on Arnold and JT, um, that would put them back over <laughs> the number one class. Ever. Okay. So, uh, so still, yeah, it's good. All right. <laughs> all right. Hey, let's, let's see what we got next Thursday and we can talk about yep. how good it was. All right. Have Appreciate a blessed day. Thank you so much, uh, Pat. Well, Hank, Pat hit on a lot of the uh, the, the, the prospects that uh, were, were on my list. Uh, Terry and Arnold, JT Tuamolo. Uh, is, is there any uh, any other aspects uh, that Alabama fans should be aware of as we are uh, right on the eve of signing day? Yeah, you know, I think those are the two guys to watch. Um, there, there's a there's a third prospect that was still high school prospect that was still after us. Brian Thomas, the receiver from Louisiana. Um, you know, there's. I, I talked to his dad the other day. There's still communication with Alabama, um, and there's still interest. But you know, you you look at the, the classroom assigned to the wide receiver position, four wide receivers um, in all, and not just four wide receivers. I mean, four of the top wide receivers in the country. Um, I think you know, and I think LSU did the same. Um, not, I mean, at the level Bama did, but they signed four wide receivers. Um, so you kind of look at that, and you know, I. I, I I think he's going to go elsewhere. I think Brian Thomas will go to A and M or, or maybe even LSU. Um, I, I don't see him picking Bama, but there is still communication there. So you, you know, I didn't think JoJo Earl was going to pick Bama on early signing day a week out. So I guess we'll keep watching it. Um, then yeah, JT. You know, I, I don't think that's going to be a recruitment that we get any resolution to um, on signing day. There, you know, he he's talking about taking a pass and maybe maybe even into the spring when when he can potentially take some official visits if they lift the dead period. Um, and then obviously Terry on Arnold. I think Terry on Arnold is, uh, I think he's the most likely of uh, signing day additions for Alabama. Um, and then you know you got the transfer portal too, um, with with guys that are considering Bama like Henry Toa Toa, the linebacker from Tennessee, and maybe even Eric Gilbert, the tight end um, from LSU. Well, that's awesome, Hank. Tell everybody where uh, where they can find your stuff as we get right up on signing day. It's a, probably a great time to sign up for twenty four seven Sports and get all your information. Yeah, BamaOnline.com. Um, they they uh, started out a, our, our membership team started the promo for uh, uh, National Signing Day at sixty percent off um, an annual VIP subscription. So I think it comes out to like three or four bucks a month um, if you sign up today. Um, and that's going to run through next Wednesday. And that's BamaOnline.com um, or Alabama.247Sports.com as well. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Hank. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, of course. Same to you.
That's Hank South, 24-7 Sports. You can find him on Twitter at, at Hank South 247 uh, and, and he's got all your recruiting needs right there on the Twitter machine and on Bama Online. He's all over it uh, as the rest of the team, Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, and the rest of the team is uh, each and every day covering Alabama, fo- Alabama football and Alabama sports. I'm Joe Gaither. We're, we're going to take our last break of the show, and we'll come back and wrap it up. This has been uh, the Martin Houston Show, and you're listening on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. In the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on McFarland eastbound at Lurley, and it's in the turn lane there at Mapco and KFC. You can expect some delays. Everything else looks good, but if you see conditions, of course, give us a call. The month-end sales event is on now at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer, where you can really save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Those more highly contagious variants of COVID-19 now in Alabama. State health officials identifying two cases in Montgomery, one in Jefferson County, two are children. According to ADPH, many infectious disease experts and the Centers for Disease Control, the current vaccine should be effective against the UK strain, but this is still being studied. Beginning Monday, absentee ballots for the March 2nd, Tuscaloosa municipal elections will be available online. You can print one out at elections.tuscaloosa.com. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on this beautiful Thursday morning. Looking a lot better out there than it was the last couple mornings. I'm Joe Gaither filling in for Martin Houston. Want to give a big thanks to Hank South for joining us in that last segment. Hank South from 24-7 Sports. Follow him on Twitter at HankSouth247. Want to invite you to download that Tide 100.9 app. It's a free download. On you can download it on uh, your smartphone or any any device that you have, and stream all the shows uh, anywhere you anywhere you have ser- uh, service. You can take us with you, even if you're outside the listening area. And that app is a great way to keep up with the Crimson Tide as we put up all kinds of articles, keeping you up to date with Alabama athletics and Tuscaloosa sports news. 
Uh, as we close down this segment and, and make way for Wimpenberry Sanderson on Inside the Locker Room, I want to talk about Mac Jones and his performances at the Senior Bowl. I got our guy Jacob Harrison down there at the Senior Bowl, and he is covering it for Tide 100.9. Follow him on the Twitter at J- Jacob Harrison, two J's and two N's. He's going to have all your coverage as they go out for another day of practice. But Mac Jones has been kind of a polarizing figure. Uh, many, many people kind of don't know what to make of him. Now, Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper Jr. both have him ranked, uh, projected in their first mock draft as a first-round quarterback, and I think he will get drafted in the first round. My my biggest issue is where will he get drafted to? McShay has him uh, getting picked by the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, uh, Mel Kiper Jr. put out that he had him getting picked by the by, by the New England Patriots, and and both of those teams seem to to be good fits for Mac Jones. My my biggest question is Mac Jones had probably uh, the greatest season of any Alabama, the greatest one season, single season of any one Alabama quarterback, uh, and, and it was extremely impressive last year the way he was distributing the ball, the way he was managing the offense, and, and really his downfield accuracy. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, he, he, he sees the game, he sees the field very well, he, he reads defenses very well, but I th- but honestly, I wonder how, uh, how much of his success was due to the strong offensive line. You had the Remington Award, uh, Trophy winner and the Outland Trophy winner on the offensive line. You had big Deontay Brown. If you're watching what Deontay Brown's doing in, in Mobile this week, that, that's been impressive. You've got uh, the Blitnikoff Award, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith on the outside. You're handing the ball off to the Doak Walker Award, Najee Harris, who I contend is uh, the, the most talented running back that Alabama's ever had. Uh, and it kind of, some of the stats back that up. He's Alabama's all-time leading rusher. So, so you're, you're surrounded by great weapons, and you're going up against inferior talent on the defensive side of the football uh, pretty much all year long uh, in college football. Uh, this Alabama offense – Will rival the LSU offense from 2019. It could have. It, you could make the argument that it's the greatest uh, collection of talent, the greatest uh, offense that college football has ever seen. Will Mac Jones be as successful in the NFL without uh, w- without that collection of talent around him, and w- w- with much better, de- you know, defenses in the NFL being much much stronger, windows being a lot tighter, the pass rush getting to you a lot closer, uh, a lot quicker. Excuse me, a lot quicker. There was many games where Mac Jones played and didn't even get his jer- jersey dirty. Uh, pr- pretty much had all day to stand behind the offensive line and, and, and pick out which, which receivers that he was looking for, uh, which receivers he wanted to hit, and just waiting on Devonte Smith or John Mechie or earlier in the year Jalen Waddle to break open as those guys were virtually uncoverable. Uh, and if you gave Mac Jones enough time, as the offensive line often did. Uh, then he, he he was able to pick to to pick out the open receiver. I don't I I think Mac Jones is a talented player, and I, and I, and I think Mac Jones has the mental makeup and the mental mindset to to really do well in the NFL. He he he's the kind of guy who plays with an edge, who uh, really appreciates the time that it takes to be good at, at his craft and, and appreciates what needs to the, the work that needs to get put into to being a good quarterback. I just don't know if physically speaking uh, his arm strength is going to be enough to uh, to make a lot of those throws off schedule in the NFL to make a lot of those throws when he's pressure really under pressure not not pressured like uh, he was pressured this past year at Alabama but really pressured uh, like, like you get pressured in, in the NFL 
NFL when you're playing against grown men and pros. Uh, we'll have to see. Mac Jones will, will have another day of practice again today in Mobile, and then the Senior Bowl of the game will be on Saturday. And we'll have our guy Jacob Harrison out there following it all. So I want to encourage you to download that Tide 109 app to follow Jacob's coverage and follow him on Twitter at J- Jacob Harrison with two J's and two N's. I'm Joe Gaither. I've been filling in for Martin Houston this week. I've had a lot of fun sitting in with you. Big thanks to Hank South. Coming up next on Tide 100.9, we'll turn it over to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have a great Thursday and roll Tide.